Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today we celebrate several things, but uh, during this nativity period, uh, we are commemorating the holy forefathers of Christ. And even though the gospel was selected by the church long before that was decided uh, that we would celebrate that, uh, they are related in that those holy forefathers will join in the feast that we read about in the gospel. So just a couple brief things about the holy forefathers. Uh, next week is when we will read the entire genealogy of Christ. So I know you're all looking forward to that, especially to how the deacon or the priest pronounces the names. So, but this is looking more at, if you will, the, the stream of faith of Christ's holy forefathers. And these forefathers, however, were incomplete without us, and we're incomplete without them. So we need to remember that, that it's not that everything started with Christ, but that he came in history, and those Old Testament forefathers are a very important part of the church. They are those, both saintly and sinful, who are the ancestors of Christ. Christ took on human flesh and purified it for our sake and for their sake. It was necessary for him to take on their flesh in order to save us. So with respect to the Holy Forefathers, at least a couple things that we can remember about them uh, that give us examples to follow uh, and there are many, but one is that, that they did, though they were sinful, they repented of their sins. And secondly, they were obedient and faithful. So let us this morning remember the holy forefathers. So the gospel this morning is the one, one the shorter of the two gospels that talk, uh, uh, that where Christ gives the parable of the dinner. And so in this case, uh, Jesus tells us about this dinner to which many are invited. And he said, a man arranged a great supper and sent his servant to call those who were invited. But as we heard, they gave many excuses. They weren't willing to come. And instead they gave excuses such as that, that they had just bought a piece of ground or just bought some oxen uh, and going out to test them. And another had just gotten married. So they sound like fairly good excuses for why you wouldn't go to some uh, dinner that was being celebrated. And yet this is not just any dinner. This is the marriage feast of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. God the Father, of course, is that man that Christ is speaking of. And he has prepared the feast for his son and those who were invited. So at Christ's second coming, we are going to sit down with him at this feast that Christ describes in the parable, at his eternal supper. So as in the parable, the father has sent his servant. Now, the fathers sometimes interpret that that servant is Jesus Christ himself, which makes sense, and certainly in terms of his invitation to us 
uh, to the church. He is the servant, but also that that servant is the church ourselves, that we are the body of Christ. And so it is really one and the same, uh, that as Christ invites, we also invite uh, to that dinner. And so we, we see what Christ describes in this parable is that, that many have rejected his invitation. And he says only those who accept the invitation and come into his kingdom can celebrate the feast. And so the other parable talks about this being a wedding feast specifically. And so we, we know from this parable in both places that, that there are no wedding crashers. And the other parable even talks about the fact that, that God prepares us to come to the feast. He doesn't just invite us, but he prepares us by giving us the proper garments to wear. And if we're not wearing the proper garments, then we can't come to the feast either. And so, of course, those garments are the good works that God has prepared for us to walk in. So God prepares the feast, the body and blood of Christ, and makes us worthy to attend and partake. And of course, as we partake this morning of his body and blood, we are entering in uh, to that eternal feast. So we see and we remember that Jesus Christ died and was resurrected for us, and we in, are invited with him and invite others in his death and his resurrection. St. Nikolai Velimirovich put it this way. He said, Let us then not delay our repentance for a single moment, for every passing moment may be the last in which we are counted among the inhabitants of this world. Let us quickly cleanse and wash our souls. Let us cleanse them by repentance and tears, wash them with fasting and prayer, and clothe them in garments woven from purity and love and adorned with all good works, and especially those of forgiveness and compassion. So this morning may we respond to his invitation, and may we also convey that invitation to others. May we not give excuses, but accept his invitation, both to enter his kingdom and to partake of his food, the body and blood of Christ. May we join the marriage supper of the Lamb with the heavenly bridegroom of our souls, the Lord Jesus Christ, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, consubstantial, undivided, now and forever, through all time and to all, all eternity. Amen.